so little time But I feel like you knew me I keep my mouth shut but Think they'll see right through me As it's all been one big loss Hell, it's all because of us If only they knew me The way that you knew me Well, it all has been Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Dog's Best Friend. I am your host, Beige, and with me as always, the lovable Sticks is laying down next to me. This time, sorry, this week we are on the couch. As I have not moved very far from um, the couch this past couple of evenings because life gets very hard and in the way of everything. So got a couple of little things I would like to actually discuss this week uh, before getting into a very important listener question. Well, I think it's a very important listener question for anyone with dogs and anyone out there who also has this problem, I guess uh, we'll find out. So, as we all know that I I love everything about reward-based positive reinforcement training and not just for your standard obedience, so your sits, your drops, your stands, your come when called, your all that sort of stuff. Um, yes, it's fantastic and it works and it's brilliant, but I like it for life's benefits, which we've all, I've discussed numerous times in the past. Um, you feel good, your worried dogs, your dogs that have a little bit of anxiety towards certain things, objects, people, places... Uh, using those rewards to teach the dog that these places, things, people, environments, whatever, are actually good things to be around. So, you know, you've got all that sort of stuff there. Um, The reason I am hounding down on this again is because I've had an experience this week. I think it was this week. I can't remember. It's been a long week. Um, So I had this experience where I was walking sticks down the street we were going somewhere doing something no it's not even true we were just having a walk um purely for the fact that i love spending time out there with my boy so we're having a walk and uh as most of you guys know sticks is a very big dog and i guess he can look intimidating uh until he looks at you and he's got those big dopey ears and the big floppity tail um and he's definitely not intimidating at all for anyone who, out there who has actually met him as well, they can contest. So, walking along, and there's an old bloke walking his... Look, Sticks is, say, 42 kilos, 43 kilos. He's lost a bit of weight, yeah, and he's looking damn good too. Um, just because now he's no longer on those steroids. And yay, he's finished his medication. His ear is going to get what I'm told now, because I've taken such good care of it, 80, uh, 98% regrowth of hair too so he won't be a freaky looking dog anymore but you know what like i've said as well i don't care as long as he's happy and that's what it's all about with um training your dogs and dog's best friend is all about creating that happy dog so this bloke's walking his little dog keeping in mind sticks is uh 42 43 kilos and this little dog would have been maybe uh, four tops tiny little white fluffy ball thing um, and it 
was very scared of sticks. So I say scared because the dog, um, as soon as he saw him, he, he sort of snarled up and started doing his <laughs> gnashing his teeth and trying to lunge towards sticks. And then the owner started berating his dog. Uh, he popped on that lead and pulled it towards him. And he started screaming at the dog, no, 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 no. And this really got me thinking again about corrective training um, and how a lot of people out there think they're doing the right thing. Now, I'm not saying that it's not right for anyone to do it. It's not wrong for anyone to do it. I'm, I, I've said numerous times, I will not tell you how to train your dog. This is just a little hang-up I have with it. Um, and it's something that I have unfortunately experienced firsthand uh, from my corrective training background. So what the dog's done there is it's turned around and said, hey, sticks, you're scary. I need to defend myself against you. So it's become um, reactive and it's become aggressive reactive. So the dog's not behaving badly. It is trying to defend itself because it sees sticks, a giant black dog, as a threat. Um, And he doesn't know that he's not a threat. He may have had a bad experience with a big black dog in the past and, you know, sees that big black shadow looking dog and says, whoa, not again. So this dog starts to defend itself. So what the what the dog has done is gone, I'm going to defend you. And then the owner has yelled at it for trying to protect itself. And all that does is is create that little bit more anxiety. So next time he sees a big black dog, not only is he going to go, hey, that dog's scary, but he's also going to be going, oh, now my owner's about to become scary and yell at me because I'm already scared. And it becomes sort of like a vicious cycle. Now, the reason I say um, the corrective training and stuff is, and even though the guy wasn't doing any form of corrective training, my beautiful girl, Aria, had fear-based anxiety and felt she needed to protect herself against a lot of things in this world. And I was taught to read her body language. So I would... um, You could could see it escalating to that attack. um, To protect myself, I'm going to use my teeth to protect myself against whatever. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of the times it was humans and dogs or... Uh, cats or whatever. Um, always really good with Oscar though, and I did watch watch her once protect um, ferry a bird back to its nest, which was very sweet. I thought, but um, so I started to read her body language. So, and this is where it gets a bit difficult um, for me, um, knowing now what I know now. So. I would see, I'd I'd know that she wasn't feeling good. I wouldn't do anything about it. And what I would do is, I I knew which body language of hers was going to lead towards that, protect myself, put my teeth on you, and I can control you. And therefore, you're no longer scary because I have uh, you under my control. Now, her leg would twitch, her back leg, it would twitch that was the first sign of her anxiety starting to pick up. So I, once I saw the leg twitch, then I was 
trained myself to correct that, um, to stop that leg twitch because stopping the leg twitch, uh, as I had been told and taught, was going to stop the uh, aggressive at, um, moving forward. So, of course, I would pop her on the collar and I would walk her in a tight circle. I would yell at her, no, this is not what you should do. Um, and, you know, she's there going, I'm a dog. I don't know what no means. Uh, all I know is that you yell it at me. <laughs> so the leg twitch would go away. But then I'd see the next sign. So because it traveled up her body, it went leg twitch, tail stiff. Then her ear would twitch. Her lip would curl, and then she would go. So, good job me. Got rid of that leg twitch. Did I get rid of the anxiety or the problem? No. All I did was get rid of the leg twitch. So, straight away, I'm getting the stiff tail without a leg twitch. Her body language is changing and adapting to that corrective behavior. So, eventually it would work its way down the line where I would no longer get... A stiff tail or an ear twitch, I would go. It would go straight to the lip curl, the snarl, and then the mouth over object. So, what happens next? I end up with no tails. So I've got a dog who uh, is very scared of the world and needs to control it to defend herself with absolutely no tails. That is terrifying. As an owner of a anxiety-ridden dog um, back then, I would walk her in fear that I never knew what... Sh- I could no longer read her body language because I had trained it out of her. Um, so, in that whole scenario, and if I had my time over, um, and again, we can't live in what-ifs and <laughs> where would we be now and all that, like, my life would be completely different and I definitely uh, would not have Stixie. So... You know, at least silver linings or pig black dirty linings at this stage. He's been rolling in mud all afternoon. Um, so if you have that dog out there, and um, this advice is for you, um, you, you, you get into that uh, scenario where they're scared of the environment. So think back to episode one. We've taught them their reward marker and... Um, you've you know lured them using the food into a sit or something like that. You've said their reward marker tick as they've done the object, uh, the um, cue that you've asked them to do, and you feed them the food. And I've mentioned numerous times to be using that tick or pop or whatever you want to use as your reward marker word for any time the dog's doing something that you like. Okay, so you know the dog walks into the room. You don't want your dog just launching onto the furniture. It comes into the room. It hasn't jumped on the furniture yet. You tick. And then give it a treat for, yay, not jumping on the furniture. So when your dog comes into the room, it's probably going to start to not jump on the furniture if it knows that not jumping on the furniture gets it gets it a reward. So transitioning that into a anxiety-style dog now. So um, we'll use Aria, for example. So if I had... Aria again now and um, I took her out and I saw that towel of that twitchy leg and I knew that something wasn't right and she she was scared and she was going to have to defend herself in her mind um, I would reward mark her for looking at whatever it was that twitch tells me I'm not feeling good so that tells me as a human 
I need to let her know it's okay and let her know to feel good. So in that scenario, I'd be going for bloody uh, boiled chicken or something really, really yum that she would absolutely adore. And as soon as that leg twitch, I'd be going tick, 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 raining treats, sweetheart. Everything is okay. I am here for you. I'm not saying it's going to fix it in seconds and not every dog is going to be able to just be taken to an environment, situation or whatever and instantly feel good from repetitive use of this. Sometimes there will be a chemical imbalance in their brain and they are going to need medication and extra therapies like that. Um, Own it. Be proud of that person. Like, If you've got that dog that needs that, good work you're doing everything you can for that dog and there's nothing wrong with what you're doing um but i'm just saying using it together and having it as a feel good not only as a yeah you did something that i asked you to do or something like that so just keep an eye on your dog see how they're going and going back to that scenario when that dog did feel it needed to protect itself against dixie and it started to lunge towards him now this is happening on the other side of the street. So both dogs are completely safe, mind you. Um, Sticks just looks at it with his dopey eyes. He's looked at a dog that's aggressing towards him. So the first thing I do is I reward him for not doing anything. He looked at it. Giddy up. We're going to keep walking. Brilliant. Good boy. Well done. Uh, tick, 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 tick. Here's some food. Here's some food. Here's some food. Here's some food. Because... He's not reacting to the reactive dog. And that in itself is technically a training session because he's walked away from a very high distraction because my lovable dope thinks that a dog barking at him or aggressing towards him means, hey, let's play. So by using that instant there as a training session and showing, hey, you don't have to interact with every dog that tries to interact with you it makes it a bit safer for him and keeps those calm levels not uh, keeps his calm nice and level i should say so yes he can go a bit crazy sometimes when he's playing with his mates but in a scenario where there's a dog that he doesn't know or a dog that he shouldn't be near for whatever reason he's safe And absolutely worst case, I can always put my two fingers up high in the air and he will come back to me after I get his attention, he looks at me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's my little um, thing about corrective versus positive reinforcement. Um, I will always go positive reinforcement uh, to anything and everything. Um, Yeah, you will never hear me scream no at a dog or anything like that because, um, yeah, they don't know what it means. So into my... uh, question for this week um a couple of people have brought it up i had this conversation with a security guard the other week um and he brought it to my attention and i did tell him that i was going to do an episode based on this uh so this one is for you buddy i have forgotten your name i do apologize but um I will see you again soon and I will correct that and I'll throw your name in the notes and the name of your dog as well just because uh it brought it to light and The reason I want to talk about this one is because it's an easy problem because you can set it up yourself. 
So he's got an issue, and there was a few other people that I've spoken to recently that had a very similar issue. So we're talking about the dogs reacting to dogs on the TV. Now, it doesn't have to just be dogs. Um, He did mention cartoons as well, and a couple of other people have... I've actually noticed a few times that Stixie reacts to babies crying on the TV. So... um, something that we'll need to work on with him as well. So, with the dogs on the TV, I say it's easy because you can set it up yourself. So, if you're just watching the TV and for some reason you're that one person who's still watching free-to-air, you can't really predict when there's going to be a dog barking on TV. So, um, you know, most people have the ability to whip YouTube through to their television or something like that. Uh, Do that put on like a dog video or something like that and as soon as you hit play reward your dog now um there's a technique that was taught to me uh which helped with my boy wanting to always meet everyone and everything and i had to control him so it's called the bar is open you get a handful of really super yummy treats and you put them right up on your puppy's nose what's your puppy going to do? They're going to be licking, sniffing, and getting at that those treats. So um, high rates of pay. And when I say pay, I'm talking about your reward marker and your feeding of your dog. So stick it right in their face and tick, 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 and let them lick and nibble and chew at it while the dog's on the TV barking. Then hit pause, take the food away for a second, then hit pause, uh, play, and straight in the face. Do that a couple of times. Now, don't do it. Don't do the human thing and do it for like an hour on end and be like, "Yay, fixed." Just do it for a couple of minutes, you know, in hourly intervals. Like so, every hour, do it for a couple of minutes, and eventually, after like a week or so, you can start to hit it, put it on, and once the dog appears on the TV, just use the reward marker. You don't have to use the bar is open. So instead of having that whole handful of food, no food at all, and just tick go get the food, feed the dog. Once the dog is okay with the dogs on the TV, what do we do as humans? Forget all about it. It's not a problem anymore. Start randomly paying it for me. Um, So not every time there's a dog on there, but every five times there's a dog on there. Just throw it out there. Let them know that it's still feel good to see this dog on the TV. Um, So... That's the best way to do it, and it's also, like I said, easy to set up because, you know, Netflix and YouTube and all that streaming straight to your television, you can set yourself up for success, set your dog up for success. Keep an eye on your dog. If your dog looks like it's starting to get stressed out, stop the exercise. That's enough for the day. Then the next day, do it for less time. So if you do it for one minute and your dog gets stressed out, I want you to do it for only you know, 10 seconds, 13 seconds, that's a really random number. But setting your dog up for success is the most important part. So any problem worth fixing the right way isn't always going to be the quickest way. So we need to do what's best for our dogs in all situations. So if you are having that problem and you do give that a crack, which I highly recommend because, look, I've done it with some other things and, again, all this advice I give you guys I know works. So, 
if you're doing it and for some reason it's not, hit me up. Let me know where you've gotten to with it, how you're doing it, and we can work through it one-on-one. I'm more than happy to do that. So, that's the questions out of the way. Um, Now, I did do a little... um, teaser on the Twitters the other day for the Dog of the Week this week, which is always my favorite section because we highlight one of our favorite fairy friends out there. And I did say that I was going to be super self-indulgent and do, um, look, to be honest, my all-time favorite dog. Dog of the Week this week, um, my dearly departed Aria. Honestly, she was the best purebred mutt and just the most amazing dog in my eyes. Um, And you too, Stixie. You're pretty cool as well. Um, But she was like my first... Like, I had some dogs growing up, but she was my first... Like, I've got this dog. She is mine. And um, from a very young age too. So, you know, four weeks old. I am up every 45 minutes with this dog, feeding her, keeping her warm, covered in diarrhea some mornings, and just, you know, not caring because you're giving everything you have to this little thing that can't look after itself. And I learnt a lot about myself through her and through looking after her. Like, um, you know, I didn't really, I didn't know, I never wanted children before I had her. And then she sort of taught me that, you know, looking after these little creatures is everything and it's amazing and um, so I wouldn't even have my son I guess without her I might have you never know but I feel like it's all owed to her so she was definitely my partner in crime I we did pretty much everything together um, uh, the best purebred mutt in the world we would just go on massive long hikes we'd disappear for the day and just do crazy adventures we'd be down at the beach swimming and those those um you know like the um american staffy cross mixed breeds aren't really known for their swimming but you know she would love it and i've got videos of her out there swimming and and doing all sorts of crazy things and um you know even though she wasn't with me for a long period of my life i was there for her entire life minus you know four weeks obviously but um it wasn't it wasn't long but it was massive um she just the way i say it is her heart was too big for this world so she had to move on to be better um and one of my favorite things and I still when I go visit her now because I have um apparently illegally but uh spread her ashes through one of the favorite spots that we would go to all the time and I turned around a couple of that's probably about a year ago now to be honest um turned around and there's a painting on one of the beach huts and it's almost as if the painting arrived after I had spread them, but um, I, I, I'm sure it's always been there, but I didn't notice it until after. And it's a picture, a painting of a dog. It's a spitting image of Sweet Aria, and it is just perfect. Like, it marks her spot. That's it's always going to be her spot. And I take Stixie down there now. We have a sit and a chat. 
because she was always my rock as well. Like she was there for me. Anytime I had an issue with anything, I'd just tell her and she'd, you know, always listen, never answer back. <laughs> Funny that. Um, and yeah, I still do the same to her now because I feel like when I tell Stixie my problems, he just sort of like, whatever, that's not real. <laughs> um, you've never known real problems. Where's my bone? Uh, yeah, and so, you know, all these fun adventures we would do and uh, she, she, it's her fault that I'm dog person I am today because yeah I, I never knew like I said earlier that dogs could have anxiety or issues like that um, and she was the one who taught me so much about um, dogs and dog related issues I guess um, so yeah that's the dog of the week this week and I promise I will bombard Twitter with photos of her just because I can and will and um she will never be forgotten. Um, even that point when I had to say goodbye to her and anyone out there who's ever had to say goodbye to a dog that they've um, raised from birth or whatever, even if it's at a young age, it's, it's, it's not easy. Um, <laughs> you'd be kidding yourself if you thought it was, but... I, you know, I played her the song that you hear at the start and end of this show every week. Um, because that, like I've said at the st- um, first episode, that was our song. And I had laid there on the floor with her. And I still think about that moment now a lot. And yeah, it's... I I wouldn't change that Um the fact that I was there and, you know, definitely outstayed my welcome at the at the uh, vet's office, that's for sure. But they they weren't going to kick me out. Uh, so, yes, the, she brought so much into my life and um, <laughs> honestly wouldn't be the person I am today without having her. So, um, look, this whole show is, you know, her legacy. And... Um, yeah, I am starting to stammer and tear up. So I guess that's where we'll finish off Doc of the Week this week. Um, yeah, the the beautiful Miss Aria. And I do Miss Aria quite a lot. So, yeah. All right. Guys, That this has been um, Dog's Best Friend. I hope it's been a helpful episode for you. Uh, if you have a question or um, a story or a dog submission for Dog of the Week, let me know. You can find me personally at the BG Boy, or you can find the show at Dog's Best Friend. You can email the show at... Sorry, that's not where the show is at all. You can find the show at Dog's BF Pod. Or you can email me at dogsbestfriendpodcast at gmail.com. <coughs> Pardon me. And uh, yeah, go out there. Have a absolute blast with your four-legged friend. And don't forget those reward markers. And, you know, just treat them and use those reward markers for all those little good things that they're loving and doing and also for things that they're struggling with so you hear a wheelie bin and your dog's not scared uh, a bit scared of wheelie bin as soon as you hear that wheelie bin tick feed the dog that yummy treat and let them know that everything's a-okay guys 
please enjoy that week with your dogs. Uh, I have been Beach. This has been Dog's Best Friend. And I will see you all next week. Have a fantastic week. Bye. I'm gonna wait for this to unfold.